Psalm 139.16 tells us that God saw these days before they ever happened. So God is not surprised by these. God is not shocked. I also believe in many are called, but few are chosen. What's the difference? The difference between the called person and the chosen person is equipping. I believe that if you will come, you will be able to get a hold of some tools, some new tools, understand the spirit realm at a better level, understanding yourself and who you are and, and how that works out in practical ways. These are tools that will move you from a place of a call that you're just struggling with to being equipped so that you can shine as a light to a dark world in this time. That's the will of God for you. And we hope and we pray that through this retreat, you will feel those kinds of things. You will realize those kinds of things in yourself as we come together, join together, connect with God, connect with one another in a way that will be transformational. Thank you for joining us for Effective Heart Change, the podcast that will discuss how to apply faith principles to real-life situations. This is Effective Heart Change. It is good to be here for Effective Heart Change. We have something today we want to talk about that I'm really excited about. It is actually a pastor ministry leader retreat called Wisdom of the Secret Heart. It's coming up in January, so it's coming fairly quickly. And this is our attempt, if you will, to describe what's going to happen, although I will tell you this. I've been doing retreats for 30 years, and one of the things that every time we come out, I, I challenge people, give me some language. Explain what just happened here. And guess what? Over and over again, they're like, uh, it's hard. I, I have a hard I, – I, I can't put into words what went on here. Well, I've been to a few of the retreats, and I can see why people come to that conclusion. It's totally different than anything that most people have gone to. I've been to retreats outside of this ministry and in different states, and they usually seem to follow the same generic guidelines. There's a prayer time. There's a song time. The way that you do things is completely different. Can you tell us why your retreats evoke that response and are so much different than your typical retreat? It's called Wisdom of the Secret Heart. And, and the idea, one of the things that I try to highlight, I try to highlight what I call the spiritual dynamic. When, when you awaken that spiritual presence part and there's a higher degree of connectedness, it, it just changes things. And I think a lot of times when we go into church or when we go to a retreat or we go to programming, what we do, we, we have almost an obligatory thing of, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to sing, I'm going to respond this way. Well, what I believe if we can get to a place of transparency, we can get to a place where we're a little bit more relaxed, we're courting the presence of God, we're, we're attentive to what's going on. It just there's just a different dynamic there that we've seen on a consistent basis to where people have come out and they've said, "Wow, this is this wasn't a retreat. This was a life-changing experience." I actually just came out of one this weekend and there was a guy who who made that exact statement. He said, "Man, I've been to all kinds of retreats. This one was transformational." Well, and that's something that I appreciated about it when I went was that you didn't try to rush some sort of response from people. You could tell that this was a genuine, 
you were trying to listen to the Lord, you were trying to bring what the Lord was giving to you, and I think that's what helped, because I know on the first retreat that I went to, it was tough. At first, there was a lot of almost pushback, and people didn't really seem to want to be there, or they weren't paying attention, but you slowly kept at it. You weren't demanding. You weren't asking anybody to do anything they weren't comfortable with. But as you kept going, and we kept in prayer, and you kept in song, it was like all of a sudden, then the Holy Spirit was able to work, and you were softening hearts. So when it comes to a pastor's retreat like this, because this is something that I'm excited about as well, I want to see pastors doing the absolute best that they can do because I want to see them winning hearts for God. So why should they come to a retreat that you've put on? What are they going to get here that's different than they would get somewhere else? Let's start with the obvious that it just needs to be out there in a COVID world. They're going to get a break. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I mean, e- even if I was terrible, even if the retreat was terrible, okay? Uh, just having a break, having some schedule, having some time to be in the presence of God, in some worship, slow down, take a deep breath, be with other people who are experiencing the same thing. That by itself would be enough. The other part of it is we're offering this thing for 50 bucks. So, I mean, at a, at a money level, one of our targets are the people who many times aren't able to afford. They, they aren't able to experience some of these kinds of things. So we're, we're making it available to, to whoever would want to come. David, for this $50 price, does that include the lodging, the food? I mean, or is this some cut rate, you're not getting anything that's enjoyable, or is it actually all-inclusive? No, it it will be an amazing experience. We are going to fundraise. So uh, uh, someone else is paying your bill because we believe in pastors. We believe in pastors and ministry leaders and them needing this help. And so that is for lodging at the camp. Meals are provided. Everything's taken care of. The one asterisk that I would have, if, if some of you would rather stay at a nearby motel, uh, you want nicer, posher accommodations or, or something to that effect, why then, then you would be responsible for that particular lodging. But that's the only additional cost that would be there. Uh, there will also be books. There will be materials. There will be things that will be made available to you. It, it's, there's no gimmick here. Are you trying to sell books, or are we going to be providing all of the materials? Well, you know how I work. Um, if you need it, take it. You know, if you uh, feel so obligated to uh, donate something, why, that's fine, too. But, and the uh, only reason I bring that up is I really do, in this day and age, want people to realize we're here for them. We're here to help the pastors. So was it, when it comes to helping the pastors— in your mind, what pastor can benefit from coming to this? Is this only pastors that are facing trouble or, or are doing something wrong? Or is this going to be helpful for anyone? Number one, do you need refreshing? So that's what I've already talked about. Number two, I'm going to say it this way. Are you hungry? You know, are you willing to come? Are you willing to open up, share, actually engage, be a part of it? If you're like, I'm not talking to nobody about nothing, um, it might not be the right place for you, you know. But if you're willing to sit down, uh, be in somewhat of a small group setting, again, we're pressing for confidentiality and, and people to work with that. But to in a small group type of a setting where you're willing to open up, share with others, pray with others, uh, that's what's going to be happening. We, we really push connection with people 
connection with God as, as the two things that are transformational. Now, why have you titled this Wisdom of the Secret Heart? That gets into the content of what we'll be sharing. Uh, we've done this in other podcasts, so if you want to look at some of our other podcasts, you can get some ideas. The, the first several episodes that we did talk about some of these concepts. But it takes what I call the seed that's down inside of you. Everybody has a deep passion inside of them, and that deep passion is a picture of who God created them to be. And everyone's sin is actually a spinoff from that deep passion. In fact, one of the things that I talk about is your greatest weakness tends to come out of your greatest strength. Well, what's your greatest strength? It's your deepest passion. So most people end up, their sin area is an excess or it's a perversion of who God created them to be. When you're able to draw a map, and that's part of what we'll do, we'll, we'll draw maps of, okay, this is who you are, this is who God called you to be. So if you want to really step into that place of being the maximum, the best of who you can be, if you'll see these things and if you'll cooperate with these things, you can really jump out there and grow. Another part of the conference that I think you'll find will be really amazing is hopefully you'll learn some tools to be able to give to other people. So if you want to be able to come alongside others who are struggling and take a look and say, oh, wow, I see this. This is who God created you to be. And you'll be able to hopefully do some of the same things for the people around you. So this is not only a retreat for personal growth, but also so that there can just be better ministry and better opportunities and more connections created in their own walk and in their own ministry. Is that right? I'm looking forward to this one. This one specifically is being advertised in the KJIL family. And so that's, you know, that's one of the main ways. And so there are pastors in that family that have connection across denominations. You know, we're looking to build a network of people, mostly probably from the area, uh, who can actually support one another and, and be a, a strength to one another even after this conference is over. Now, I know this question that I'm about to ask is going to be harder than any question you'll get at the retreat. Why should any other pastor listen to what you have to say? What experience do you bring, and why is this something that is useful for them? Probably the biggest one that I would come back to, I've been doing retreats for 30 years. I've, I've done a number of retreats year after year, seeing great outcomes over and over again of just seeing lives touched, hearts changed. And so there's a track record there of working with that. And I, I just, at this point, I really feel called to step into doing this with pastors and no, I don't have a huge name in that. I've invested in the Omega Project. I've taken addicts and alcoholics and, and really invest in them, and we're seeing unbelievable results there. I've done the church thing. I mean, there's just a variety of experiences there that I've walked in through the years. For anyone that's listening right now to this, that's contemplating this retreat, they might not have heard of the Omega Project. What is the Omega Project? I started uh, 15 years ago. I started a drug alcohol program just with a simple house, a halfway house sort of a thing. Uh, we have built that up now to where there's 50 people, eight different houses. Uh, it's, it's a high-intensity, heart-changed, transformational program. And we're able, we, we see people walk in here who have been to 15, 20 treatment programs and walk out of here successful. So 
we have established a track record of working with people that, that's pretty amazing. And it really, it comes off from some of these same things where you recognize the spiritual dynamics at a much higher level than frequently is done. And it also tends to tailor things. So, you know, a lot of times programs are what I call one size fits all. So a person walks in and we give them the information and we hope that it works. Through the years, what I have done and what I've developed is an ability to see people and to work with people to where, where generally I'm able to look at someone and say, uh, this is you and this is what it will take for you to get better. That's, that's very specific to, to that person. And again, I hope to transfer some of those same insights in, into a pastoral level and, and ministering and working with leaders so that they can turn around and impact a whole nother realm of people. Now, David, this retreat is going to be held at the Webster Conference Center. Uh, can you give me an idea of what anyone that chooses to attend can expect at the Webster Conference Center? We did our last retreat there. They're, they're excellent. The food will be wonderful. I mean, they, they really go out of their way to, to make it good. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that particular part of it as well. Can people with allergies show up? Is there a way for the kitchen to work with allergies if they have an intolerance? They do a great job of, of just meeting, meeting your needs and, and knowing what's going on again. Just amazing place. It's near Salina, uh, so it's, it's kind of centrally located for this area. People shouldn't have to drive too far unless uh, they're driving too far. I mean, who knows? Maybe out of state or wherever. This isn't limited to a local area. It also, let me talk about one other thing. It starts on Sunday evening. It goes through Wednesday morning. People a lot of times say, wow, that's a long time. I just, I can't invest that. Well, you're going to get out of something what you invest into it. And what I have found in working with people, that extra day is amazingly powerful. If you try to compress it, you don't get the time to build the relationships. You don't open up and, and really gather in the concepts. It just doesn't work. And, and when I've done it, that, that third day, it's, it's just transformational. So some of you may be going, wow, I just I can't do this. I just can't take that time. Uh, I will tell you that extra 24 hours will absolutely be worth it. And so I encourage you, don't let that discourage you. How many times have we wasted a day here, there, and everywhere? So typically something like this would be overnight, maybe a second night, but I encourage you, give it a chance. Now, you also build in some quiet time and free time. So this isn't going to be them sitting with you talking for the entire day, every single day that they're there. Is that correct? That's correct. And that's part of why you need the third day. You know, what I, what I would do if I was on a shorter schedule, it would probably be a little more compressed and you'd need to rest some when you got home. Um, so no, it's, we build in rest time. We build in uh, time before God, where they get to hang out. Uh, it, it just, it's a, it's meant to be a refreshing, relaxing, connecting time. As someone who is not a pastor, but has worked with a lot of pastors all over, I can just say that I've noticed that pastors are always taking care of other people. They're always focusing on their church or their ministry or whatever it is that God's called them to do, and they never seem to focus on them. And I think that's a problem, and I think that that's one of the reasons I'm so passionate about this particular retreat is that 
if we aren't ministering to ourselves as well as a pastor, we can't be ministering at 100% to those that are around us. So I really do want to encourage any of the pastors that are out there that are wondering, well, can my church have me away that long? Or does the ministry that I'm with? No, they can, because you're going to come back recharged and refreshed. Is that part of the goal of this? Or is that just something that I've noticed as an outsider? No, that's very true. And in fact, they will, many of them, and now I'm speaking to the lay people in churches, many of them won't do this for themselves. So there may be some of you out there listening who know somebody who needs to get there, and you need to twist their arms, insist, and uh, pretty much say, no, you are going and you are staying for the entire time. It, it just, it will be, I believe, transformational for pastors and then in effect for a church or for church people that they're working with. And then one other topic that I wanted to bring up, I know the cost is only $50, but I know that there are some small churches out there or you know pastors that are not able to have enough to spend that $50. If there's a pastor that's listening to this that wants to go, but is just not financially able, is there a way that they can contact us and, and see if we can work something out? The reality is the $50 is there because uh, we get people who cancel at the last minute. They, they just don't take it seriously. So that's why it's there. We, we want you to have some skin in the game where you're going to show up. I mean, that's, that's really what it's about. Uh, but no, you know what? Would I do it for free for someone if the need was there? Absolutely. I would think in most cases there's somebody in the church that would help out. Why? Why would we do that versus just giving it to them for free? Because what? I want you to have some investment in, in this thing. If you invest at least something, there's a greater chance that you're going to get something out of it. But if there really is a situation out there where it needs to be for free, talk to us. We'll be glad to, to work with you. So the best place to go to find out information about the retreat is going to be at our website, livefreeministries.com. And up at the tabs along the top, you'll see one that's titled Retreats. Just click there and you'll be able to get all the info. Video production. Editing and audio by Matthew. Set design and setup by Ashley. Content recorded live at Studio 104.